0: Mama, that was it. I'm not asking you to go back and make amends. I'm asking you to stop. Yes. And you know what? I think that is really the whole thing about uh, when I remember the story differently. By denying what happened, you're you're almost revictim. You're you're re-insulting or re-injuring the person again. Yes. And, you're, and they're saying, just stop. I would rather you say, I don't remember, but I know we were both hurt and I apologize for my part in that. I would rather you said that and let it go than to tell me, I don't think that's what happened. That's not how what happened. I didn't do that. Then it's like, okay, now you're doing it to me again. Hey fam, Chef Laurius here. Welcome back to Calabama Talking, the podcast. In today's episode, me and mom get a little deep. We didn't mean to. We were just going to talk about when people rewrite history. You know, it's not how I remember it. But this conversation took a turn that neither of us was expecting, but it brought amazing benefits for us both. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks for joining us. Hello, hello, family. Welcome back to Calabama Talking, the podcast. I am your host, Chef Laurie, everybody's auntie, and Mama VJ, <laughs> the community grandma. Mom and I are sitting here, you guys. This has been the funniest podcast, and we just started recording it. But we only just started recording it because we had started talking and then realized we hadn't hit record. <laughs>
1: let's just say when both parties go to bed around four or after Uh, yeah (laughs) and both parties wake up around eight 8 30, <laughs> you're not going to get your sharpest mind, <laughs>
0: but you're going to get the funniest conversation probably ever. <laughs> well, uh, yeah,
1: there's a few filters that's probably gone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's kind of why I want to let's go ahead and do it because you know, we're you're you are especially filtered because you grew up in an era where you learned to be filtered. I am moderately filtered because I'm from California. <laughs> so- <laughs> But when I get tired, I just say stuff and I figure, you know what? No better time. Let's just go ahead on and talk to the people like we talk to each other. How you doing other than sleepy, Ma?
1: I'm doing
0: great. You are? you wearing that red lipstick. Thank you very much. I mean, after all, red lipstick? Oh, my gosh. It looks good on you, too. I'm t- y'all, I'm am getting a I'm getting a girl crush on Mama. Go ahead, Mama. Okay, one other thing I have to say. You guys, the first episode or one of the previous episodes, I should just say it that way because I may not have it exactly perfect, but don't stop listening. We talked about to drink or not to drink and mama said she was not going to condemn me. So that episode, we had water today. I actually have a sangria and mama has not once looked at me cross-eyed.
1: There's no need to. uh Oh, well, you know, I why mean, the is there I- no need to, <laughs> you know, the thing that I have finally reached is. It's an individual thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She's
1: and, right. And, and I, I love what Paul talks about in there. He talks about, you know, you that are strong yeah. and you <laughs> that are weak. Well, it, I always, I, again, my analytical mind says, well what made the strong ones strong and the, the weak, weak ones the weak?
0: <laughs> <laughs> who's making who's determining what's weak and what's strong? Who's the who's the judge in this situation? It was a long time before I I mean,
1: actually, it follows behind a part when I finally realized that we all put ourselves in the Bible story. Yeah. Everybody puts themselves in the Bible story. What always fascinates me is we all we generally put ourselves in the ones that are being persecuted. That is why we are persecuting everybody else. We
0: insist <laughs> that we're the ones that's being
1: persecuted.
0: I'm like what? Well, it's no fun if you're not the person who becomes the ultimate victor <laughs> over all of those who have mistreated you. <laughs> what fun is it if that's not the case? Well, I can't. And I mean, and God really
1: deals me with on that. So I'll be reading something. Uh, my favorite one is the. Uh, in Matthew seven, I think when he talks about getting the uh, uh, t- picking out, picking to pick out of your brother's eye, uh-huh. when you have this telegram pole in your eye, yeah, yeah, okay. So beginning this year, God gave me twenty twenty vision. Yes. He would give me clarity, but before that, He had given me to deal with the bean pole in my own eye. Wow, <laughs> that was hard. I can help you,
0: though, because I can see other people's issues.
1: Oh, yeah. It's it's (laughs) prophetic.
0: You have been anointed. I am prophetically pathetic. (laughs) (laughs) I am pathetically prophetic and prophetically I mean, but
1: seriously, I kept saying, saying, why is it I'm the only person, you know, you're sitting in church uh, with a group of people, at least, and everybody is sitting there talking all kinds of stuff. And you know what they're
0: saying is crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what you're thinking is crazy too. Well, maybe it's like a double negative. You know, if you have two negatives, they cancel each other out, and you get a positive. So maybe if you say you're crazy, and they say that they are crazy, together we'll come up with a lucid statement. That would be true, but that never happened. <laughs> I was the only person that was confessing that I was off. <laughs> but I know who you were talking to, and you were not the only person that was. Off. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> okay, that's that unfiltered stuff because we're not supposed to be saying stuff like that on here. But we just play in, we just play in. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. But I'm, I've been in lots of settings, so uh-huh. I mean, it depends. You can pick true. it one. That's true. We have been in lots, of, but you know what? You mentioned something that was really interesting to me, and I'm, I I want to talk about this with our life topic of the day because our life topic of the day is what we really want to talk about. You know, but um, you said the clarity of this year and wanting to really see things clearly. And that has become, I mean, I I want to almost say it's like my mantra this year. Every time something happens unexpected, especially, or something that really reveals the true nature or character of a thing, I'm always going 2020 vision. Mama said clarity, 2020 vision. So here's the life topic for today. That's not how I remember it. And what I want to talk and you guys, so you remember if we're still kind of new at this podcast, so we're having fun, we're still building, um, the life topic of the day. I don't tell mama what it is because I want to get her honest opinion. And if I tell her ahead of time, she's going to curate her answer. And I don't want to curate it. Although today as tired as we are, we probably should have curated, but we are not curating today. So what I mean by that's not how I remember it. You know how you go through things in life and things happen with people and you kind of look back over things after a while and you kind of come back to relationships or you don't come, you know, just things how life goes. And you ever have it where you fall out with someone or you have not say fall out, have a disagreement, and then years later you come back and you say, Oh, you know, well, I'm really sorry that um this is such and such a thing happened. And the other person says, Oh, well, that's not how I remember it. I you did this to me, and blah, blah, blah. And you're thinking, uh, that's not how I remember it. You did, how do you deal with? When people rewrite history of a relationship, friendship, relationship, not meaning just dating, relationship, anything, how do you deal with it? Or how do you approach it when people rewrite the history of things that have happened to suit their story, putting themselves in the story as the victim?
1: Well, first of all, that's a nice question, Mm -hmm. but I could do better with that one. I could do much better with that one. (laughs) Okay. Break it down, mama. I was in a situation mm-hmm. where something really bad had went down mm-hmm. it, and it was really ugly,
0: mm-hmm.
1: super ugly. Mm-hmm. And so uh, uh, time went by, maybe two or three years went by and I'm out shopping. Uh-oh. I mean, I'm across town shopping. Mm-hmm. I'm way away shopping. And I run into one of the people that was involved in the situation. Oh, the person runs up to me and apologizes for what they had done. Okay. Well, that's, you know, no, 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 you got to get it. Okay. So I say to the person, oh, that's okay. It's okay. Everything's fine. Okay. The person then stopped and said, but you did this to
0: me. <laughs> okay. I <was> like, what? <laughs> so what was the apology for?
1: At the, I knew at the time, because I knew this person. Yeah. At the time, she was sincere about the apology Mm -hmm. and the fact that I wasn't fighting back or saying she did this or that. Suddenly, just a whole setup came back to her
0: mind. What she was mad about. And she got (laughs) remad. Yes. And unapologized. (laughs) Yes. And again, said you had done something to her. (laughs) Yes. So she apologized unapologized and re uh reconvicted you <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all in the same and just at the store <laughs>
1: yes okay. yes yes so I make sure I got it clear <laughs> so when you say what, what what do you do I mean that's the, that's the ultimate for me
0: but is I, it is it fair though to yourself I hate it when something goes down and then people later come back oh well this this, this and they change the story it just mama I'm not playing it irks the mess out of me because I'm like look it just own your part. I'll own my part. I'll say what I did wrong. I'll say, look, I shouldn't have did this, 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 this. I mean, I think I will. That's how I'm feeling. I would say that, but it just irritates me when people change history. You know what?
1: People always change history. My experience is they always change history. They never quite own it the way you thought it happened. And so I've decided, I look back and says, okay, how I really handle this. I asked the question to myself, okay, how, how have I
0: written the history to suit me? No, that's not a fair question because I am completely impartial at all times. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. I, but I really,
1: and and that's the only way I've known. I've always been that way. Mm-hmm. And because I've always been that way, it has driven my family crazy. My sisters and my mother <laughs> would get so mad at me. They did this to you. And it's like, well, well, yeah.
0: See, but there's a fine line there because I've always felt like you're one of the most forgiving people I know. And you're the kind of person who no matter, I don't wanna say no matter what someone's done because you're not a doormat, but you're just very forgiving. You have a very open heart and someone can mess up and you will find a way to redeem them or give them some space. And sometimes I'm like, no, we're mad at them. We don't like them anymore. And that's just not who you are but what's the difference or where do we strike the balance between knowing when to recognize something and not allowing ourselves to be walked over? Because as your daughter, I feel like I've seen you be hurt again or multiple times by the same person because they took advantage of your good heart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, now we don't suppose,
1: I mean, when a person is just rewriting the story to the point that it's not true, Mm -hmm. I don't buy that. Yeah. But you know, they get details mixed up. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, the details. They got the details a little mixed up.
1: Yeah. I always love love the uh, the one story that happened with another family member and uh th- th- these two family members is telling the same story. Mm-hmm. And it's such an opposite story until I has <laughs> I have, have cuz I'm listening to this, I really felt the need to go back to find out what really really happened. Right. And true enough, one person was really fabricating the story and the other one was telling the truth. Mm -hmm. How be it, how they were both telling it, it was so convincing and because of their personalities you kind of knew something was more to it than what was being said. <laughs> Everything's
0: not being discussed here.
1: <laughs> well, it's like Proverbs said, you know, when, when this, the first person that comes and tells the story, oh yeah, you need to wait because then when so, the second person comes, it changes what was going on. But in this particular case, the stories were so wildly different. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about, did I give you cake or did I not give you cake?
0: Did we oh, go wow. on
1: vacation or did we not go? On vac- I mean, it was yeah. really
0: way off. Somebody was lying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But different. the
1: cutest part of it, mm-hmm. the person that was really telling it, telling it, the tale, mm-hmm. the liar.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Sorry. the
1: person that <laughs> had the misrepresentation Ooh. at the most risk, misreputation, misrepresentation of the facts. Uh-huh. Yeah. Told the other person, I forgive you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there are really no words for that. You forgive me for something you fabricated that I did. Yeah. You know what? You just go on home now and I'm gonna holler at you later. Deuces. <laughs> 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 you know, but it's, it's interesting because, okay, there's a couple of things that come to mind. One is whenever in any situation, there's two sides to every story. And usually the truth lies in the middle. Right. And I guess what I try to figure out is, I think I try to say the point is, or the goal is what do I want out of the relationship? You know, sometimes you can fall out with a friend over something that, just at the time, maybe it was where you guys were at the time and you've matured past that. And really you can kind of let that stuff go and it doesn't really matter. And even if they remember it a little different, it doesn't matter because you recognize where you were at a stage and you can move forward sometimes with them. But then sometimes if I'm like, no, I don't want to be bothered with this person anymore. I don't want them in my life anymore. Not in a mean way, like, you know, talk, but just not a talk to the hand, but like, a, I don't need to continue a relationship with you. I think that drives sometimes how willing we are to meet in the middle on the story. Well, yeah. I mean, what is it? Do you want to connect or disconnect? No, oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is.
1: I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, that, you, know, it, it, you know, are you going to react or respond when a person comes in and they're telling the tale and they're telling this story and it's not quite the same? Yeah. Then you have to understand, do I want to connect again or do I want to? you know, kind of let the relationship stay the same because if the person is coming in and they are telling the story in such a way that you don't even recognize yeah. what happened, yeah, you know, then I probably don't want
0: to reconnect anyway. So probably I just, not. just, just like, you know, I can just, you know, go ahead. You know, what's hard for me is I am, um, I'm a guarded person. It's what's funny. It's kind of, it's almost oxymoronic because I do all this stuff on social media. I talk all the time. I have so much to say about everything, but I'm actually very guarded about the things that mean the most to me. And, um, because of that, I don't let tons of people in, you know what I'm saying?
1: But that's appropriate. You are not
0: supposed to let tons of people in. Okay, that's true.
1: I mean, there's levels of communication. You know, there's a cliche, and then there's the facts, and then there's the, we might try to have a relationship and we might talk about some things. But, hey, there's just, you can't let everybody in. And that's the problem we have. I think that's the problem we have more than anything, Mm -hmm. is we keep trying to bring in people Mm -hmm. that we shouldn't have in those spaces.
0: And it it hurts so bad when you give someone an access to a part of you and they take advantage of it. Yes. You you know what I mean? And my, the Lori in her twenties was like, forget that. I'm done. I'm out. You know, you, you're dead to me. I could just not speak to you again. Lori in her forties doesn't take those stances all the time because life has a way of, things come around, things come around, people come around and you don't need to write anyone off. But I've also found that it hurts more. It hurts more when something goes wrong and a person is unwilling to, or is unwilling to be honest about it, or when they want to then rewrite the story. And I find that that bothers me more in my forties than it did in my twenties. Well, what's bothering you in your forties
1: is you've let You've tried to, you've changed from where you just cut everybody off. So you've let let people in. Yeah. The thing for me is, as I've gotten older, I've learned that, you know what? Let them go. Mm. I've learned that it's time to disconnect. I mean, some things has happened. um, And this is really bad. So you you have people... this has never happened to me. Okay. So but this is just a general thing. You will have uh, people that will abuse children. Oh and And the child is abused, and the abuser wants the child to connect to them and somehow yeah. uh and they're always telling the story. It was the child that did this the child that did that, and it goes with the child, and the problem is other adults in the family, as opposed to protecting the child, right. then will believe this story of the abuser, and then they keep trying to let the abuser off the hook at the expense of the child. that's wrong. It is. Now, when I talk about abuse, I, it's a whole gamut of abuse. You can just have the emotional abuse and and, and emotional abuse is huge. It is because nobody sees the scars. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the one when the person tells you you're nobody, you're never going to be okay. You're never going to amount to anything and everything that you try. uh, Oh, you're a failure. You're this, that, there's no scars for that. Not visible ones. Nobody sees that. Right. And nobody really hears it. And then you're, they just tell you this screw up. Ugh. You're this nunchuck. I mean, just all kinds of just negative stuff that's constantly being said. And in that kind of relationship, generally the story is always told differently. Yeah. Years go back, years go by. The person has spent hours in therapy. Oh my God. The abuser God. or
0: the abusee probably.
1: <laughs> the person that has been abused <laughs> that the, has spent hours in therapy Yeah, and they finally have gotten to it and they they still need some more therapy yeah. and they go back to the person to try to uh, write
0: it mm-hmm. and the person, oh no, that didn't happen. You did that. You That's just wrong. I hate that. I hate that on so many levels and I, I can't imagine how it, how that feels for an abused child. I mean, I've been in relationships that were far from perfect and had someone who was causing harm say, oh, that's not what happened. And you're sitting there wanting to pull your hair out. Like, have you lost your freaking mind? That is exactly what happened. And it's, and you you feel almost, it makes you feel crazy. Well,
1: but what's going on in that instance, though, uh-huh. is the person is still harming. They're not, mm. this is not a case where We're trying to
0: apologize. We're trying to reconnect. The person is still harming. And I guess that's true because if they really wanted to reconnect, the first thing they would have to do would be to acknowledge what's happened. Well,
1: it really wasn't all that bad.
0: Well, that's easy for them to say. It didn't happen to them. Oh, I love my husband's story.
1: My daddy's? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The hitter. The hitter and the hitty. Hitty. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. My husband tells the story of being a little boy. And there was this particular lady, little girl, a little girl that they used to call a name, shake your head. Mm-hmm. And she did not like them calling her that name. Mm-hmm. And so one day she hauled off and she knocked. Pants off her. her a, got her a stick and she went wham. <laughs> knocked him, knocked him out. Uh-huh. He said blood came out of his head, nose. Oh, oh Lord. So we're, now this is, Years have passed. Mm-hmm. Actually, they're at the we're at the funeral of a pa- of one of the parents now, uh-huh. and so this person goes up to the person. Do you remember when you hit me over the head? And the person said, "She said no." no. <laughs> he said, "Do you remember who we used to call you that name?" Mm-hmm. She said, "Yeah, vaguely." He says, well, I'm going to tell you, you hit me and this is what happened. She says, I'm sorry. I don't remember
0: it. And I remember daddy would say, you don't remember it because you were the hitter and I was the hit-tee. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so she didn't remember it like he did. But you know what I could actually appreciate even in that story? She didn't say that never happened. No. You know what I'm saying? It's you can you can actually deal with someone saying, I'm sorry, I really don't remember what and, and just being honest, maybe they don't remember it. But it's this that never happened. Then you're like, okay, well the whole point was they were kids. That's that's that first thing I was saying. So,
1: but yeah. anyway, she was she was really pleasant, and that was just the biggest story. And my husband, he always had to hit her and, and hit he. Whoever remembers the story, you can always tell where <laughs> they were. If you were on the receiving end, it is always a different story from the person that was giving it out.
0: Yeah, and sometimes when it comes to uh, relationships with friends and people that mean something to you, it just. Sometimes I get mad at myself for being hurt. And not because I don't want to be hurt, but because I'm like, there's a piece of you that says, you knew you should have never trusted them. You knew you should have never let that person in. You knew you should have never opened up to that person. You, you know what I mean? And you're like, and I think back on things and say, okay, so in five years, how are you going to tell the story? How are you going to tell the story of what's happened? What's going to be your take on it? Are you just going to say, oh, nothing happened or, oh yeah, it was just time. Or how are you going to tell it? And what bothers me about it is that's, I don't know if it's wrong, it's wrong. And it feels to me like such a betrayal to myself to allow you to tell a story. Okay. Okay. You're going to have to get down to... Actually, what you're talking about
1: is who's going to tell your story. That's what That's what you're after. I'm Hamilton now. <laughs> yeah. then. Who's, one, who, who's going to tell your story is what you're trying to deal with. Uh, because unless it's a really, and I mean, life-changing thing, yeah, nobody's going to remember the story the way it happened. And it really doesn't matter. But life-changing <sighs> things, the story... Is the story, yeah, you know. But the thing that get me more than that, it it doesn't bother me as much when people change the story. Mm -hmm. What bothers me is when everybody decides that I'm being a victim because I'm saying I've been hurt. Okay. Now that, that is, that's what bothers me is, oh, you just have a victim mindset. Oh, you need to forgive. You just keep they're in your head they're No, no, I was hurt.
0: Yeah. And you know, sometimes I feel like we over spiritualize human feelings so much. We try to take this high road of like, oh, well don't take the bait. And it's not that that's not true. That is correct. You're not supposed to take the bait. If you want to be offended, you can be about anything. No one's discounting that, but that doesn't give us just a blank check to say and do whatever and blame the person for being human. You can't rewrite the story of hurting someone and say, well, no, they were just really in a fragile state at that time. No, what you said was mean and what you said and did was hurtful. And that's not, I don't know why we sometimes take this, try to take this over spiritualization approach with it to make it be that the person who actually is, was dealing with something, they were the problem and not, you know, you know what I'm saying? The person that's injured is the problem.
1: I mean, I remember uh, one of the things is that also goes along to to stories that's changed is yeah. when people borrow money from you. oh Lord, quickest way to lose a friend. But then they don't pay you back, and mm-hmm. then they insist that it never happened. Yes,
0: but you know what, you and daddy prepared me for that well in life. y'all told me you never you loan somebody money, just assume it's gone. Just, it's yeah. gone. Just assume it's gone and don't expect it back and you won't be disappointed. So I don't ever loan somebody something that I that I need.
1: <laughs> no, you can't loan them what you need, but it also is not a uh, a free pass. Right. I expect that you will pay me back. Now we reach these points where my husband and I have figured this out. We, you you get that point. Some people are going to borrow and they're never going to pay back. Yeah. But you have to reach that point where, you know, this is the last time I'm going to do it. Yeah. There's a certain way you do that. Yeah. It's like, okay, you want to borrow this? Okay. And when are you going to pay me back? And when you say that, they pay you back in one way. They never come back and ask you for <laughs> anything else again. Thank or it That only cost me.
0: Right. Or they actually give you your money. <laughs> yeah, That's a possibility. Yeah. You might get your money back. But you know what I remember, was especially in this, t- this concept of that's not how I remember it, Um, I remember one time grandma was very generous. My grandmother was a very generous woman Mm -hmm. and she would help anybody. And if you couldn't pay her back, so we're not, this isn't just a money conversation, but you'll get the point. If you couldn't pay her back nine times out of 10, it really was okay because she wanted to help you anyway, but don't act like she didn't do it. Oh no. Okay. And I remember one time somebody tried to act like (laughs) something. I'm not going to say no names but that tried to act like it was something else. And she said, oh, well, I wish you would just go ahead and give me my money back since everything is wrong. And it was so funny because it was like, grandma, you can't, you said that. She's like, look, it's not that I care about it, but don't act like, every, like it's something wrong with me because you and I know that I gave you some money and I actually wouldn't want it back if you would just tell me you couldn't do it. But that's not how she remembered it.
1: Oh, I know. And the person came up with a whole story a that whole made story. no sense
0: to anyone. It was fiction. They That's were lying, funny. like you said, about that. <laughs> they were just lying. I mean, just call it what it is. What The word of the day, it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> you know what's funny about
1: that is my husband always had that. It is what it is.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm.
1: It's irritating, though.
0: I don't like that.
1: But you know what? That was how he was able to go on. I mean, my husband, he just actually I like the fact he taught me how to go on when
0: I have been hurt. Yeah, but daddy could could go on, but he could also hold a grudge because he could remember some stuff. So I don't know if he went on or he just put it someplace and kept moving because he could tell you some stuff that happened back when such and such did such and such and such and such, and he remembered
1: Yes, but he remembered, but he also had a plan. He had his own inner compass of what
0: he was going to do when he dealt with that person again. Yeah, it's so hard. I just this stage of life is so interesting um, because when when something hurts you at for me at this stage, it hurts almost more. Than it did, like I said, in my younger days. And it's because probably because at this point I'm more cautious with who I allow in my space. And then when you do allow someone in your space and they take advantage of it and hurt you, it just, it just stings. And it's funny though, I can tell, I can tell I've grown a little bit because I'm not thinking of ways to get back at them.
1: That's a big growth. <laughs> it
0: is. I'm not thinking of ways to retaliate, but I am willing to I am just sitting there saying, dang, that really hurt me. I just, and I'm sometimes I want to get mad at myself for letting something hurt me. But at the same time, I can't because to be hurt by someone in a relationship means that at some level you shared something that was probably positive at some point.
1: Well, you're better than I am. I am. Yeah. Because I still have these thoughts of how (laughs) I just like, can't
0: this just happen to them in these fantasies of stuff? To them? <laughs> so, okay. So then the Bible says, the Bible says you're supposed to just forgive. So is that, I don't That's think not it's what the Bible said. Yeah. I don't think it's ungodly to remember. No, no,
1: it isn't. Interestingly enough, we take the Bible to do anything and say any, to justify our behaviors. Yeah. Period. Yeah. You know? But there's one part of the Bible that talks that I've tried to use as a guiding principle. When someone has hurt me, Mm -hmm. when someone is telling the story different, I have tried to go by the scripture that says, bless those that have blessed. Bless those that curse you. And don't curse them. Mm. with." cursing me, talk bad about them. Yeah. But all I want to do is ring from the top of my voice. Let me tell you, beware of, <laughs> they ain't no
0: good. <laughs> <They's>
1: a <lie. laughs>
0: No, you're right. You're right. But you know what? I also remember sometimes, cause especially because we're talking about relationships with people. Um, and this is something that I've told a lot of people. When I say told a lot of people, I've had People that I've, you know, worked with or counseled or have close friends or whatever. And I always say, remember, the Bible tells us that Jesus, uh, he became flesh like we were, and he experienced all the things that we experience without sin. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I remember then is if Jesus felt betrayed by his friends, you know, it can't get any worse. I may have, I may feel betrayed by people who I thought um, loved me or who I thought cared about me and they set up situations to do things, but ain't none of them ever turned me into nobody to kill me. Jesus' friends, uh, some of them set him up. Judas was his, one of his was one of his boys and he turned him over to the people who killed him and if Jesus was able to I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, just think about it. Betrayal is something else. So Jesus felt everything I felt. He knows how it feels to have people change the story on you when you weren't doing something bad, but have someone change the story on you. He knows what it's like to have people who are close to you or who you've let in to your circle misrepresent you and not tell the truth of your intentions. He knows that. And what's hard for me, and I have to remember though, is Jesus has felt exactly what I feel. So I say to him, Jesus, how did you handle it? And it's not a overly spiritual. I'm trying not, not trying to over-spiritualize it. I literally am like, Jesus, you had people misrepresenting you. You were healing people. You were raising them from the dead. You were casting out demons. You were doing the things that needed to be done. And they misrepresented your intentions. They misrepresented your actions. They They twisted the story, they lied, they did everything. Some of them you knew, some of them you didn't, but that's what they did. How did you handle it, Jesus? And that's what I suggest that to people when they talk to me about hurt, and I'm finding that now I'm having to take my own advice and say, okay, Jesus, how did you feel when these things were done to you? Well, that's when I know I'm not him. (laughs) (laughs) And that's that. (laughs) I love it. That's when I know I'm not him.
1: <laughs> you know, we we can get all spiritualized. You know, well, yeah. uh, you know, I when people see Jesus, they when they see me, they see Jesus. Um, uh, no, not when you, no, not on every, not, not on you, everything. Not when you cut. I them. am still <laughs> in <the> flesh. <laughs> yeah, there's still things that hurt. I, yeah. I mean, the thing that always bothers me is how people, um continue to hurt you
0: yeah,
1: and tell the story different mm-hmm. and decide that when you disagree with that, yeah. that you're playing the victim. Yeah. Yeah. You were saying that, that, that's, earlier. Yeah. that. That's the part. That's what always bugs me. It's always you're playing the victim. And I, uh, and I, I've, I've, I've said something to people before and they will tell me all about how I'm supposed to forgive. And I mean, I've had classes on forgiveness and books on why we should forgive, and it goes on and on. And finally, I asked one of the people that were teaching the class, I said, I don't understand. Why is it that you can teach me, and the Bible tells me, and we all are sitting here, and God, I should forgive. Doesn't God tell you to stop? (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, now I've said that, talk to Shane about that. My husband, and I've said, you know, sometimes, but I said to him, it feels like, why do I have to do, you know, why is it always me having to forgive somebody? But you know what I've, he always says, he goes, well, you know, the truth is, and I've found that he's right. You don't know often the people that sometimes are feeling that from you because just like I'm at home, not telling them what I felt from what they did. They're probably not telling you what they felt from what I did and not to say, he's not saying, oh, so you're just as evil as they are. No, that's not what he was saying. His point was some, we don't often realize what we're doing, but we're living with the impacts of what was done to us. And so he's kind of been helping me with that sometimes to realize, look, just like you didn't mean to hurt somebody if they come back later and tell them you didn't mean to hurt them. You weren't even thinking about it like that just consider that maybe that's how they felt and whoever hurt you wasn't trying to and something just happened, they aren't aware of it. But that's when I say, well, Jesus, if you bring to my attention when I've hurt people, you'll bring to their attention when they hurt somebody, namely me.
1: (laughs) And then my, that's, I I do that. I mean, I I, I can see and I think about, yeah, well, I did this, I did that. And and I've hurt people All of those kinds of things, but that does not change the fact that the person is hurt, has hurt me. Yeah. And, and some of the hurts that I'm, some of the hurts that I'm talking about, it's just, maybe I'm wrong, but I I cannot see how you can possibly (laughs) not
0: know that that hurt me. Well, you can usually, people know, you can tell if someone knows, I think to some degree If their behavior is wrong by how they act after they've done whatever they've done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When, when you have people that you have helped or done things for everything and they do something dirty and underhanded, their silence, a lot of times becomes the indication to you that they know their silence is showing their guilt because there's no reason to be, if it was, if everything was on the up and up, why, why wouldn't you be normal with me? But you know, you did something.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. I, and, and I, this whole thing is, I should have had a warning on this one because this one takes a lot.
0: <laughs> I didn't know it was going to go here. I was just thought we were going to talk about we retail retell the story and you just have to know the truth and, you know, resolve it within yourself and move on. I didn't expect it to go here either, but that's. Well, the thing is,
1: I mean, we have that in our nation. There are things that have happened in our country. Yeah. They are foundational things that have happened. When you start digging to the root of what happened Mm. and, and, and when you do that and you expose the root, then people come back and say, I wasn't here when that happened. Neither
0: was I. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be my next line. Neither was I. I wasn't here. <laughs> but you can't deny, and you're right, because you can't then deny, though, the impacts of things and the impact of what has happened. It's undeniable. And to say, well, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. That's a that's a bigger insult yes. than to just say, that was really screwed up.
1: Yes. I, 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 and I, and I And I give all kinds of excuses. I say, well, you know what? Maybe the thing is they don't know what to do with it. I mean, when you look mm-hmm. at... Something that's really ugly. Yeah. What do you do with it? Because you can't go back there. Yeah. So what do you do with it? And mind is, okay, I can tell you what I want you to do with it. Mm-hmm. I want you to look at what's happening now. Yeah. And recognize that why you did it was because of that. Mm-hmm. And stop doing it. That's all I want you to do is stop doing it. Yeah. I'm not asking you to go back and to make amends for it. Stop.
0: Yeah. That is, oh. Mama, that was it. I'm not asking you to go back and make amends. I'm asking you to stop. Yes. And you know what? I think that is really the whole thing about uh, when I remember the story differently. By denying what happened, you're you're almost re-victim. You're, you're re-insulting or re-injuring the person again. Yes. And, you're, and they're saying, just stop. I would rather you say, I don't remember, but I know we were both hurt and I apologize for my part in that. I would rather you said that and let it go than to tell me, I don't think that's what happened. That's not how what happened. I didn't do that. Then it's like, okay, now you're doing it to me again. Yes.
1: I mean, yeah. like, like yeah. I'm, I mean, I, I, I'm I, honestly, I do not take kindly to people telling me how I feel and think.
0: Oh, yeah. You shouldn't be upset or you should be upset. Oh, or no, you- no. You're not upset.
1: That didn't happen that way. I mean, I don't know why you I don't know why you're complaining about it because that didn't even happen. What are you talking about? I wasn't here. I didn't do that. So then how can you tell me it didn't happen if you weren't
0: here? <laughs> that's the craziness of it. Oh man.
1: Oh, and mine is I, I have one. How in the world you know how I feel, but I don't know how I feel. <laughs> that a, is one of my crazy That I think that's my, my, my pet peeve. Is, you can tell me I'm not hurt. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that way that what I really is. I'm jealous or I, so how
0: do you know how I feel? Yeah. You know how I feel. So you're going to tell me how I feel. It's disrespectful to the person because it's like, you know what? Even if what I feel isn't what I, sh- I don't want to say what I should feel. Cause I don't think there's shoulds in this, but even if it's something else, respect the fact that I'm having a feeling and let me deal, let me, let me deal with that. Yes. You know what I mean? Anyway. Okay, mom, I'm sorry, because this one got deeper than I anticipated and it was (laughs) I thought it was gonna be fun and lighthearted. I think we did talk slightly filtered off because we would not have gone some of the places we went today. (laughs) But I appreciate you always being open and honest and having the the difficult conversations and always giving me your wisdom.
1: What I wanna say is you always wanna know what do you want from the person? Do you want to connect or disconnect? I mean, or do you want to reconnect? Mm-hmm. Or just let it be. Some things, that season is just
0: over. And you know what? Is it okay, though, to also say, I don't know yet? Oh, you got
1: to have time. That doesn't happen overnight.
0: Yeah. Time doesn't heal all wounds, No, but it no, gives no, you perspective. No.
1: It's, yeah. It's not time yeah. healing the wound, but you have time. You need the time to let God heal you and give you direction to, to uh, no, I've said another way. You need time to evaluate what is happening.
0: Yeah. I think time time doesn't heal all wounds, but I think I believe time gives you perspective. Yes. Cause I've looked back on things and time and went, Wow. Okay, what happened happened, but where I was <laughs> it kind of had no other choice but to happen. And that's the perspective that I think time can give us. Wow. Yes. I feel so blessed from this conversation today, Mom. Thank you. Well, I'm glad you feel blessed. Do you? I'm sorry. How do you feel? I don't know. Oh, I mean, I didn't say I felt better. I don't feel great. Is that, is that- <laughs> I guess I feel, I feel related to, I feel heard. And I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like we had a conversation about stuff. What, what about you?
1: I think we did. And I think also we were able to evaluate things as we were talking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for this conversation. Thanks for coming along and doing it, mom. I appreciate it. All right, family. Well, we're going to let you go for today. we will see you next time for more Calabama Talking. If you have things that you would like us to talk about or you want to hear our take on a situation or anything like that, go ahead and drop an email to Lori at cheflaurius.com. Check out all of my cooking stuff. I've got some great new videos up on YouTube, stuff on Facebook. And I can't wait to see you guys next time right here on Calabama Talking with me, Chef Lorius. Everybody's auntie. And Mama VJ, the community grandma. Bye, guys. Have a great day. Bye bye.